Welcome to the 5-Minute Business Boost, where you get to choose your 5-Minute Investment. I'm your host, Sam Hicks, and I'll be discussing topics under the headings of business development, marketing, photography, and more. Today, we're speaking with a small business owner to find out about their business journey. So it's five questions. Well, maybe a little more. Sounds easy, right? So get ready for some great insights, reflections, and some laughter, potentially some real serious bits too. Please note, our discussion today, meaning the content we've created for this episode, is for informational purposes only and not a substitute for professional advice. Each person and their business journeys are different. So let me introduce my guest. Today I've got Leonie Becker. Hi, Leonie. Hi. And Leonie is from the Trusted Advisor Network. Now, I know, Leonie, you wear many hats, but today that's what we're going to focus on. And your industry, sector, location and service areas are everything northeast based and you primarily work with small businesses, which is what I do, which is fabulous. And one wild fact about our guest is Leonie was a Kentucky tour manager for two and a half years touring England, Scotland, Ireland and Wales during the warmer months and lived in Austria working during the winters. How cool is that, Leonie? Did you enjoy that time in your life? You know what? It was absolutely fabulous. And I probably did it a little bit later than most people do it. Like I was 27 before I even ventured overseas. And I'd been overseas for about six weeks. I was so experienced at the overseas travel in that six weeks. And I decided that I could go and be a Kentucky tour manager in another country, um, sometimes not being able to speak the language. And responsible for 50 odd people to have a holiday of a lifetime oh my so, God. look it was the cool it was a really cool job but it was also probably one of the hardest jobs that I think I've ever done my goodness what a great um I suppose experience and it all adds into business which is what we're talking today I suppose that's putting yourself out on a limb and trying something new what is it um fake it till you make it or wing it um Absolutely. Maybe- a whole reason behind that. So let's get cracking. How did your business journey begin and what is your why? Why are you doing what you're doing, Leonie? Look at that. That's actually a really powerful question. I so for the audience, I, I turned 50 this year and I've been in business now for 10 years. So if you do a little bit of quick maths, you'll see that I had a midlife crisis at 40 and decided that I would you know, get rid of everything that was known to me and start out in this, you know, personal business journey. Um, at the time, I had a few things going on personally as well. And so they say that changing jobs is in the top five most stressful things. Well, at the same time, I was um, relocating and uh, marriage breakdown. So I had a significant amount of things and I thought I would add this to it. And so I always knew that I wanted to be in my own business and that I guess the driver for that was honestly, sometimes I'd look at how other people's businesses were running and thinking, well, if they can do it, I can do it. But moreover, I just felt like I had something to add and I wasn't quite sure up until about when I was 40 what that was. And so I took a very deep breath and thought, you've just got to start. You know, everything starts with that first step. And so uh, did the bits that were comfortable, you know, setting the business up and all of that sort of stuff structurally. And that was easy because that was a process. And then it came to actually stepping away from the full-time stable employment and going, you know what, 
I'm, I'm just going to go for it. And so anyone who knows me knows I'm not one of those people who just dips my toe in the water. And, you know, so I couldn't do the, I didn't have the side hustle that grew to a business. I just went all or nothing deep and we're going to sink or swim. And I think for me, the, the driver, and it, it it's evolved a little bit over those 10 years, but the, the why for me is that it's, it, inside of all of us, there's something that we aspire to do. And, and I just want to help people connect with that. You know, I, I want to be somebody that is able to help people make that go from being a dream to being something that they get to live and be part of. And so I guess in some respects, I'd like to, I like to help people create their own legacy. Oh, wow. Buddy, I cannot believe that you just dove straight in. I mean, and there's a lot of people out there with, that would just love that ability to jump straight in and not look back, but it's worked for you. You've landed on your feet. Um, that is absolutely fantastic. So has there been any key challenges along the way and, how did you overcome those challenges? Because it's it's one thing to help other people work on their steps, but how do you take a step back in your own business and make those steps apparent to you? So what were the challenges? Do you know, I think the very first challenge, it was about three months into this and because of everything else that I was doing, I let's be honest, I slightly overestimated my capacity at the time. But I, I think the scariest thing for me at the time, but also the most motivating um, occurred one day when I, I actually opened my bank account and every account that I had said zero. So this was about three months into this as a journey and financial security is really important to me. And so that was a moment and I remember taking a screenshot of that online and thinking to myself, I will never be here again. And so what that made me realize is that I had all the optimism in the world and all the enthusiasm, but I didn't necessarily have some of the key skills and the understanding of what it took to run my own business. I'd run perfectly successful teams for other people's businesses, but this was me having to wear every hat in that business from marketing to HR to sales, you know, to product or service development and design, all of those hats. So that was probably that challenge was actually being able to sit down and be real with myself about where my strengths were and where I needed help. And then the next challenge was probably getting the courage up to ask for that help. Sam, honestly, it was when you're a hyper-independent person, that can be a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, and it's a big step to overcome to say, okay, in this component of my business journey or my life, I just need a little bit of assistance to get over this next hurdle. Um, that's really insightful. Um, so would that be the most important lesson that you've learned from, from the starting of your own business is asking for that little bit of assistance? Or is there another important lesson that you're willing to share? Look, I think, and, and you would be able to say this as well, Sam, as you go through, there's so many lessons if you're open to them. Mm. And so for me, it was, it was recognising that I couldn't be everything. 
I had to have, I had to be the person who had the vision. You know, where did I want this business to go? Why did I want it to be there? How much energy was I going to put into it? But in order for me to actually be able to successfully work with my clients, I needed to let go of some things. And so some of those are really simple, like getting the right person to come in and be a bookkeeper was something for me that was important because that piece took time and energy away from doing what I really wanted to do. That bit drained my energy cup, whereas sitting with clients, talking about their businesses, learning about some of the exciting stuff that they were doing, that just filled energy cup on a daily basis and and was awesome so I think you know there's there's definitely that recognizing your strengths and being okay to ask for help is a, is a key thing but also I think the other thing for me is that we just as small business owners we can't stop learning you know every single day we have to be open to learning something that helps our people our business our customers do better Wow. You know, that's a really interesting thing. I always say I learn something new every day, whether it be pertaining to business or life or those people around me. Um, And I think that's fantastic um, that you've highlighted that. Um, So how do you keep learning? How do you keep on top of what's happening? I'm assuming you read and consume all sorts of things, but um, what do you... I suppose, draw from to learn about what's happening with small businesses and industry? Yeah, and, and look, it's a good question. And that alone can be a full-time job sometimes, is just keeping <laughs> up to date right. with those changes. And I guess because, you know, in the sort of work that I do, I have to be across a number of different areas of, of organisations. So there's definitely, there's even sites like, you know, um, Business Victoria, those sorts of sites, getting onto newsletters and, and alerts that come through there. Anything that is going to potentially be a risk to your business, I think you need to be really up on. So whether if you've got people that are employed, you know, signing up for fair work alerts even and understanding what's happening in the world of employees is really, um, I think, a really critical piece. Things like the, um, you know, Business Victoria, et cetera, the thing that I love about them is that, there is the legislation, but there's also the tips and the tricks and the templates and, the, uh, you know, the, some of the um, sessions that they'll run, the information sessions. And so even though I do this for a living, I try and jump into other people's because I still think, oh, that, that person's perspective might give me an insight that I haven't had yet. Um, as a, a business consultant or business coach, I also have a coach. So I meet with a coach at least once a quarter formally, and that is about making sure that I'm focused on what's important in in my business. Uh, Networking groups, you know, trying to find local networking groups. And I think the important thing in there, there's a little bit of trial and error, but you've got to find ones that you feel like you can add value to and that, that you're getting something back and that there's an alignment. It's no good going to a networking event where you don't feel like shaking somebody's hand and introducing yourself because it's not worth your time. So almost like a tribe, really finding. I love like, that tribe. Yeah, yes. like-minded business owners that you know are open, who are open to learning, open to new networking opportunities. Um, I think because it can be trial and error, like you said, to find that right networking or connection group. Um, 
yeah, wow, that's that's very inspiring as far as that trial and error component. Because when you're in a business and you're in day to day runner, you don't sort of see it as trial and error. It's not until you look back and reflect on that. Mm. Um, so, do you've got any advice or tips or tricks apart from just do it, take that leap that I loved so much in the intro? Is there any sort of um, advice for aspiring entrepreneurs or small business owners? Do you know, you, you asked me about this and I was thinking, oh, gosh, so many, you know, so many little one-liners, pieces of advice, things that you could take away. Um, but I think, you know, the, the one that I've learned in the last year, and so keep in mind 10 years I've been in business myself, and this one just resonated with me and has completely changed the way. There's probably two little ones, actually. There's completely changed the way that I think the way that I um, operate one was um, a coach who said to me do you want to do that or do you want to want to do it whoa and I thought that is so impactful wow and so I've spent the last 12 months experimenting with that and every time from everything a client coming on you know wanting to work with me um, you know those little red flags that you get when you're working with customers and suppliers that you think, oh, this could be challenging? And I overlay it with that question. Do I want to work with this person or do I want to want to work with this person because they're a big brand or they're well-known in the area? And if the answer is want to want, I say no. Um, now I've given away the secret as to why I haven't gone to some people's events and parties, but... <laughs> that's okay too <laughs> but even with that you know I think when, when we're running small businesses we have to be really aware of how we spend our time and we've got to be mm. doing things that we want to do because otherwise and so if it's a want to want and I ask myself is it something that I need to do is it something I need to delegate or is it something I need to pitch wow that's really impactful so is it all right to say no <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I think as a as a small business owner, it's one of the most powerful things that you can do. Mm. But because it's really, it shows that you really know your business. Yeah, it's about having those kahunas to be able to actually stand up and say this client isn't a right fit or there's something off or the timing's not right. Absolutely. It could be right client, wrong time. It could yeah. be just you know something that you know is not going to be the right thing for your business and I think it's all about how we say no right but being yep. able to say no to a, a client or to an opportunity that's just not quite right for your business will ultimately be the right thing in the long term yeah it's scary that but is scary. and I think that's a lesson that small business owners in these days and times especially need to learn about the value of saying no and sticking to your guns and I often say that you know women have the best gut, gut instincts for these type of things about yeah something's a bit icky here or it's not the right time so um that is really really good um so Leonie what business hat are you, or what field are you playing in at the moment um and what would be the trigger or the happening for a small boat business owner to reach out to you for assistance? 
Yeah, look, at the moment, um, what I'm seeing come through uh, the Trusted Advisor Network is a lot of um, small business, and, and I include farmers in, you know, yep. farming um, enterprises in this as well, in the regional areas that we work in, where there's something that's occurred in their business that's triggered a need to get outside help. And, and so that could be that, the say, the the third generation farmer is about to retire, wants to retire, and there's no one in the family to be part of that succession. So there's actually quite a bit of succession planning that we've been doing with businesses and, and uh, of all types, including farmers. And that is around making sure that there's an exit strategy for the owners and, and whether or not that exit strategy is to have a family member come in and, and succeed them, whether that is to sell their business just wind it down uh, and conversely the flip side of that is those businesses that are they want to grow they want to grow they want to diversify and they know they want to do that but they just don't know how to do that or what makes sense and so being able to support them with that but I think you know the the succession planning is a really big one at the moment and for me it's something that's weighing business owners down because they see it as there's no one to come up past me or I don't know who should be the next person to take over for, with the business. And so it becomes this emotional payload that they've got to carry. And sometimes it just needs somebody from the outside who's not emotionally connected to come in and help them. And I love something you said earlier to me, Sam, when we were talking offline, you said declutter yes. the world. And that's remove the clutter. Yeah, yeah. So do you find in dealing with clients, and when you say farmers, I'm assuming that that's the whole gamut. So it's producers, whether they be micro or medium or large businesses, whether or not they're producing um, fibre, meat, beverages, all of those things. Um, do you find that they are liberated going through the process? Because I'm assuming you just don't meet once with these people and then, oh, you're on your own. Is there a bit of hand-holding or um, ongoing, I suppose, coaching, relationship building happening there? Because it's not a small thing to do. It, it, it's not, and it's often a lot more complex than it you think it will be going in because if you, if you even take a scenario of, a, you know, uh, a husband and wife who have been on the farm for the last 40 or 50 years they've got three children those three children are married you suddenly have four families <laughs> yeah. that you have to navigate and so some of those conversations will be held as a group and some of those will be held one-on-one -on -one and then we kind of bring that back into it but I think you know really it's it's a series of conversations that are um, working towards finding what the outcome for that business will be. And, and farming is a business. It's, it's no different to the retail shop in the high street of one of our, our, our um, towns, local towns. And so it's really about helping them to be able to separate that emotional connection, all the hard work, the sweat, the grit, the tears, everything they've put into that business with what's right for the business and what's right for the family. And then so helping them to take steps. Um, about succession planning, it's such a personal decision. Mm. Um, and do you help them with timelines and all of those things? And, I mean, because unexpected things happen, you know, markets drop, 
you know, somebody might walk in the next day and offer them money for their business or their property. So how flexible are you with all of that, Leone? like with timelines and goal setting and stuff? Yeah, look, it has to be flexible, right? Because as you say, things things change. Um, the, the approach that I always take and that we take at Trusted Advisor is very much a partnership approach. Yeah. We, we don't go in, have one meeting, tell you what to do and then walk away. So yeah. it's, it's very much about getting to know them, what's really important to them, what motivates and drives them, what their fears are, right, when we're talking succession planning. And so this, and for some of these families, they're, they're very good at recognising that they need to do it. So we might start a couple of years out. Right. Others, it may be slightly last minute. We've got to tighten up that timeline a little bit. Um, but, yes, working with them on timelines and also working with other professionals that, that are already in their stable or their tribe. So um, accountants, legal people, financial planners, those sorts of people, working with them to make sure that they're going to be set up for whichever decision or direction that they decide. Oh, my God, that's fantastic. It's almost a holistic approach with what you're working with with that family in their succession planning. Um, well, Leone, I've learned so much today listening to you. I've got a greater understanding of what you do. Um, so thank you so much for chatting to me today. Um, I've learned so much from you. Now, where can listeners find out more about your business? And bear in mind, I'll put it in the show notes, your website and your email and contact details and so forth. But um, do you have a website that you are pointing um, people towards at this stage? Yeah, absolutely. Look, probably the easiest one to start with, and hopefully this is easy to remember, is just leonibecker.com.au. It's oh, <laughs> the simplest one. <laughs> um, and and what you will start to see across the northeast and into central Victoria, um, and I'll be releasing them in the next couple of weeks, is just we're going to actually run a series um, of monthly kind of workshops that people can come along to and just... Um, get a little bit of an experience of what it might be like or, or deal with some of the immediate stuff inside of that setting. So as long as they're comfortable that there'll be people in those workshops that, um, you know, are not part of their immediate business or, or family, but they can yeah. come along and they can learn some of the basics to do a little bit of it themselves. And we'd love to be holding those on a monthly basis this year and, and just trying to, I guess, a little bit to the community in regards to, helping them to build business because it's been such a hard few years for, for small businesses and so really want to see them succeed oh that's fantastic all right leone well thank you and thank you for our listeners to listening to the five minute business boost for more information follow me on social media or check out my website to see how we can work together to reach your small business goals and remember anything is possible especially in the northeast of victoria until next time cheerio